A blessed afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining us in our Sunday worship service. Even though we are far from each other physically, I believe that the Lord will speak to us in our different homes, in our rooms, as we open our heart to God's Word. So thank you for joining us today. Before I would dive into God's Word, I have a quiz that I would test you today. And I will flash a statement and there was a, a, a blank there that you would fill up. And I will encourage you to participate. And as you read the text that this quiz that I will present to you, answer it as quickly as possible. So here's the quiz. It says here, I am secured because, you have to be fast. I am secured because if we all of us will be honest enough to answer and ponder intently this thought-provoking question, some of us might need extra time because we don't know where our security lies. We all know that in life, we cannot put our security in our own plans or, or in our own ability, in our own job, in, our, in, in the economy. And there's so much things that the, even though we have the best plan, perfect and most calculated at times it fails so we cannot place our security on that there are times that we cannot put our trust in the economy and even in our own job security we might be holding the best the best paying job but there, there's a possibility you might lose the job we cannot even guarantee or on our own ability in our strength because I, we know that our mind is limited our strength will fail at times you know we cannot put our security in those some of us would answer it in a very politically correct answer or biblical answer and we will say that i am secured because of god if your answer is that because of god my question is this why do you place your security that you are secured in the Lord. And so there's so many things happening in our world around us. And as these things, this, sh this shaking that's happening in our lives today, it will reveal and I will truly identify where our true security lies. I was reading a few posting, read uh, online news and in China News Asia, it says here, this coming year, there'll be a retrenchment or there is a possibility, they said here, they predict 150,000 to 200,000 job losses in Singapore. And there's a lot of retrenchment and withdrawn job offer in Singapore. So that's the, the what's happening because of the COVID-19. Also, in Financial Times, it says global coronavirus death toll could be 60% higher than reported. So they don't know exactly how many might die and you know there's so much uncertainty when these things around us have been shaken up i pray that we are not standing on a sinking sand but i hope that our footing will be upon a solid rock that is firm and unmovable today we'll be looking upon one of the psalms that david wrote and as david described god in those verses may our spiritual eyes see and I, and see how the Lord works in our life. And then as we see how God works, may I find our true security in the Lord. I've entitled this sermon, Secured 
and we'll be reading from Psalms 139. Um, I'm, we'll be reading most of it and I'll be skipping some, but take time to read it individually in, in your time of devotion. Let's read Psalms 139, verse 1. O Lord, you have searched me and know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path, my lying down, and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You hem me in behind and before, and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain it. Where shall I go from your spirit? Where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in shoal, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost part of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and in your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, and the light about me be night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as day, for darkness is as light with you. For you form my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was being made secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as, I, when as yet there was none of them. How precious to me your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! If I would count them, there are more than the sand. I awake and I am still with you. Right now, let's jump to verse 23. It says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if, I, if there are any grievous way in me. And lead me in the way of everlasting. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this afternoon that we are gathered, even though spiritually we're watching from our different home. But I pray we know that your word is alive. It's like a double-edged sword that will penetrate through our heart and spirit. I ask, O Lord, Holy Spirit, that you speak to each one of us. If we are lonely and we, if we are lost, I pray, O God, that we will find you and that we will find our hope in you. That we, are, we, can, we will find our security in you. So Holy Spirit, have your way today. Kayo po humausap sa amin. Have your way. Have your way, O Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. First, for us to understand these texts, let's, let's, let's go and, and understand the context. Some scholars believe that this particular psalm was written when David was newly appointed as, of, as king of Israel. He was newly appointed as king of, over Israel. That's found in 1 Chronicles 13, verse 4. We all know the, the path that David uh, took from point A to point B, point A when he was anointed by Samuel to be the king, and to point B when he became king of Israel. That path, that time, it was never smooth. It was very intense in his life. He struggled. 
He have a hard time in 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 serving Saul, and he was even uh, treated as criminal, and he wanted Saul even wanted him dead. It was never smooth the transition from point A to point B. It was never a bed of roses. Yet, out of that experience of his life, he was able to learn valuable lessons that would help him to be truly the king of Israel. But one of the most important lessons that he learned is he began to know who God is in his life. And that's that in knowing who God is, then he can find his security. Secondly, if you read our text today, we can easily observe the personal language that was used, the tone that was used, the words such as you and me. It reveals how intimate David is with the Lord, how close he is with God. Lastly, if you intently and, and, and study this, this, this particular chapter, we will notice there is division. And each division focuses on one particular attribute of God, and they are the following. In verse 1 to 6, David show who God is. He says that God is omni, omniscient, which means all-knowing. In verse 7 to 12, David presented God as a, a character as God is omnipresent, omnipresent, which means that God is everywhere at the same time. In verse 13 to 22, David described that God is omnipotent, all-powerful. And in the following verses, you will read that David David responds that he wants to be loyal. And interestingly, at the last part, David prayed and he come to the Lord to search his heart and, and, and search his thoughts. And as you study this text, sometimes when we look at um, such theological, theological terms like omniscient, omnipresence, and omnipotent, it sounds complicated and hard to explain and even to apply. But as we look at the following verses, we will see how notice how notice how notice that how David lived his life. That these terms is not just a theological term or jargon, but to him, it's what he, it was a reality, because he experienced God firsthand in each in his life, and as he encountered and experienced God in his life, that God is omniscient, that God is. Uh, omnipresent that God is omnipotent we can see that he find security in the Lord now let's understand this term and how it should relate to our life as we find our true security in the Lord let's first look at this God's this, in this character that God is omniscient when we say God is omniscient what it meant is that God knows all things he's all-knowing that he has the perfect knowledge of all things, of everything. He knows what's happening in macro level, in the nation, in the economy, in, in our communities, in our villages. He knows what's happening in, in, the, in, in, eye, uh, in a bird's eye view in our churches, in what's happening now in, in the Philippines. He knows in the macro level. But at the same time, we also know in the micro level of our life, in our families, in our marriages, in our individual life. He also knows what will happen in the future. As he knows what's happening now, the current events, 
He also know what happened in the past. You know, I like how Wayne Grudem explains it in relation on in relation of towards time, the relation of God to the time. You see, God is there in the creation. God is there in the eternity. Because God is there, He knows what's happening in our life. But you know, God is never surprised, for He's fully aware of all things. And notice this as we read this text: despite with so many, despite of all so many things happening in our world, yet if you look at this, our reading in our text, He shows us that He knows everything about our lives. He knows. Therefore, because God is omniscient, that is all-knowing, hence I'm secured because He knows me. As we read verse 1, it says, O Lord, you have searched me and know me. Search means is to examine thoroughly, to investigate, to seek out. And know, you know, is to learn. But to what extent does He know about us? Well, He knows our activities. He knows our attitude, even our affection. Clearly, the verses says, the activities, when I sit down and when I rise. He knows my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. He knows what time you sleep. He knows what time you wake up. He knows if you're doing your work during this uh, COVID uh, stay-home quarantine for all of us. He knows. He knows if if you are hiding things, if he knows, if you if if you are lying down, if lying down now while listening to this sermon, he knows. I can't see, but God knows. God knows. Even he knows our attitude. The text say, even before a word is on my tongue, he knows. Wow, he knows even before we say it, how we respond, how we react. The Lord knows every detail, how we respond and how we react. Not only our activities, our attitudes, but also our affection. God knows our affection. God knows what's, what's in our mind. God knows what's in our heart. Scripture said, He discerned from my thoughts from afar. Jeremiah 17 verse 10a says, I, the Lord, searches the heart and test the mind. There's nothing hidden from him. He knows what you're thinking right now. He knows if there's hidden thing, there is, if you're sinning in your heart. He knows. He reads it. He can see it. Now, if you would compare the knowledge between man, God and man, you can see the, the, the difference, the vast difference. Look at this. Just ask a few questions. Do we know the number of our hair? The Bible says we won't. The, the Bible says God knows even the hairs of our head are all numbers. Do we know how long we will live? We will not be able to know. But Job 14 verse 5 says, Since his days are determined, and the number of his month is with you, and you have appointed his limit that he cannot pass. The Lord knows how many days, how many months, how many weeks we will live. And this would reveal to us that man's, man's understanding and knowledge and limited while God knows all things. I like how Isaiah, how the Lord showed himself to Isaiah. He says in Isaiah 55 verse 8 to 9, 
For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as heavens are higher than the earth, so are the ways, my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Therefore, I will respond, acknowledging and realizing God knows everything, will be a posture of humility. At the same time, we will trust in and we have that security in the Lord. You know, John Calvin wrote, As we know that God is all-knowing, that God is a God of providence, there is certain character or uh, response that will be seen in our life. And here, what he says, he says, Gratitude of mind for the favorable outcomes of things, patience in adversity, and also incredible freedom from worry about the future all upon this knowledge. When we understand that God knows all things, we have a gratitude of mind. When we are going through tough times, we begin to have patience because God knows what we're going through. And we, even as we face the future, because God knows what's in front of us, we have that freedom to worry. So first we learn that we are secured because He knows us, God knows us. Secondly, we are secured because He is with us, because God is omnipresent. When we say God is omnipresent, it means that He's everywhere in the universe. God is present everywhere. He's not limited by space. In the following verses, in verse 17, 7 to verse 12, David described to us that God is everywhere and no one can ever run away from Him. Look at verse 7. He started with a rhetorical question before he began describing God's presence. He says in verse 7, Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? Pag sinabi mo, Lord, saan ako patatakbo? Saan ako pwedeng tumago from your presence? And now, David continue and describe God's presence. He says in verse 8, If I ascend to heaven, you are there. Verse 8b said, If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. Now, heaven and Sheol, um, as I'm studying this text, heaven and Sheol can be taken figuratively or literally. We know God is in heaven. That's where He, he sits on the throne. God is in heaven. But at the same time, God is in the in the, the hell pit. Now, this is another topic that we should discuss, but that His manifestation will be different. He will be there as a judge, as a righteous judge. Now, we can take this text as figuratively. If I ascend to heaven, a place where we worship God, where we are with the Lord, the God's presence is there. When we take the word shawl, Figuratively, it can be a place where we are doing things that displeases the Lord, or a place that's far away or far away from God. Even though we are far away from God, God's presence is there because we can never run away from His presence. Continue on in verse 9, if I take my wings of the morning. Now, this is a metaphor that David used. When we notice each morning when the sun begins to, to rise up, see how the light shines. The wings of the morning. His presence is like that. Like that light that shines in the morning. He, he, in the darkness, it begins to, to brighten. We can never hide from the sun. 
9b said, even as I dwell in the uttermost part of the sea, you are there. You see, we can never, you try to go to the north, the south, east, and west, the Lord is there. Knowing that God is everywhere should give us peace. However, some would respond by fleeing. You know, man's inclination from God's presence is this. Either we flee or we are free. Why say flee? Some people would try to flee. Let me give you an example. A person who's living in sin, a Christian who, who is guilty of something. There are tendency that we want to run away. We want to run away or hide because of the fear of being caught or probably the shame that we would receive. We try to cover up and secretly maneuver in the situation. However, even though we, we try to hide it or flee from that situation or issue, God's presence will always be there. God will convict our life. I give you an example. Jonah was instructed by God to go to, the, to Nineveh to give them, um, um, to, uh, to call for repentance in that nation. But jo Jonah ran away. Instead, he ran to Tarshish, which is the opposite side. He thought he can run away from God. Another example is Adam and Eve. In, in Genesis chapter 3, when they sin against God, verse 8 to 10 of chapter 3, I want to read to you. And when they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool, day, cool of the day, and the man and his wife hid themselves in the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. Verse 9, But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? What was his response? David responded, after they sinned, they hide from the Lord. And then when God came walking in the garden, suddenly he's looking for them, he said, Where are you? Now, God knows where they are. Because that question he was saying is meant to, to tell them that they are the one who is lost. Alam nyo mga kapatid, we can never run away from God's presence. Especially if you are a child of God, a born-again believer. There will be always be conviction spirit in our heart when something is wrong, if something is not right. What the Lord wants us to do is to come back to Him. We can never flee from His presence. Hindi, mo, hindi, ka mat, hindi siya matatalo. Kahit maglaro ka ng tago-taguan, maliwanag ang buwan, hindi. We can never win. The Lord is there. So we can never flee. When the Lord wants us to throw, come to Him and ask for repentance if you're running away from certain sin or things that would displace Him. Secondly, another response, knowing that God's presence is with Him, is being free. free being free. Freedom from what? From being lost and being alone. We will have that freedom from being lost and being alone. Loss is when you know, there are times in our life that we are lost. We don't know which direction. We don't know which option. When we are torn in, 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 in circumstances that we, we don't know what to do when we are in the corner. At times we are lost. But we, we will have that freedom when we know that God is with us. The same time when we are alone. There are times when there's loneliness in us. And, and, uh, and in our spiritual journey, there will be moments that we will be 
we be alone. But the moments that we are alone, lonely and deserted, remember this, God is with us. I like what how verse 10 states. It says here in verse 10, it says, Even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. Now, I was trying to learn this, what even there, what's there? The chart, the, the chart that I showed you. Even where I am, maybe in the, when now I'm in, in heaven or when I'm in facing good times or at times where I'm failing God or far away from the Lord, God is there calling us, convicting us. God is there in every season of our life, like the wings of the morning. Even the uh, dwell, if even if we dwell in the uttermost part of the sea, yeah, trying to hide, God is there. You know what He says there? He will lead me and hold me. You know, I was looking at this text, "Lead me and hold me," and I was really intrigued because both of the two are different. To lead it means to guide, to hold means you are someone is grabbing you, taking hold of you. You know, I learned this, this, there's one thing to, to go to the right direction. Someone guiding you and pointing you to the right, to the, the right direction. But it's another thing when someone is holding your hand, bringing you there. You now, as a father, I learned, and, 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 and as I live, I grow, he live, I begin to be aware and familiarize with the places. There's one morning, a Saturday morning, when I and him bought some bread in one of the ba in the bakery, and because he's so familiar with the place right now, he begin to walk far away from me. He nauna siya, and this one particular morning, he was so far away that I was calling him because I'm afraid that something might happen as a father. I'm calling him, Levi, Levi, come here, hold my hand. But he done, he didn't, he ignored me. He did not listen. So what I did is this, I hide and just watch from afar. He just keep on walking, walking, walking. Then when suddenly he realizes he's alone, he turned around, he started to call me, Papa, Papa, where are you? Deep in my heart, I was smiling, Yan, sige, ano. And then suddenly I appeared to him and he started to cry. Lo, he said, Papa, Papa, don't do that, don't, don't do that. You know, there are times where like that. Nauna tayo. At times we, 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 we think that we don't need God's hand. But you know, doesn't mean, sometimes, and also we think that we are maturing, we, we know the direction, we can just go ahead and, you know, as I continue and study the scripture, the more I realize that God is not just interested for us, to know and to proceed to the to the, the the right direction, but he's all the more much in, interested for us to experience him holding us, bring us to the destination. I don't know what you're going through, but remember this, brothers and sisters. God is with you. If you're having a hard time in your work, and I would like to encourage the nurses, the doctors. You're having a hard time, you know, I give up. Remember this. He's there, He's leading you, and He's holding you. Because God is omniscient, all-knowing, we are secured because He knows us. Second, because God is omnipresent, 
we are secured because He's with us. Lastly, because God is omnipotent, we are secured because He formed us. When I talk about omnipotent, we normally means that He is all-powerful, that He can do anything in according to His righteous character. However, when we talk about power, many times our mind will automatically um, associate God as someone that will do great and mighty things, such as splitting the Red Sea, um, uh, stopping the rain and, 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 and the storm and the creation the, in Genesis, we, or, or defeating an army or bringing the plagues. Normally, we associate God as powerful in those acts. All those things are true. But there are also times that we fail to see God's power moving in stillness, in quietness, in the hidden things that our eyes fail to see. That God is moving behind the scene. For example, God forming us in our mother's womb. On how God formed us and even ordained our life even before we were born. Verse 13 to 16, it says, For you formed my inward parts. You needed me together in my mother's womb. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. This explains how God made us and how the Lord has planned for our life. It shows how powerful He is. Let's just look at verse 16. It says here, Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them in the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. It's, as you look at this, it's, it's so hard to understand. So I was referring to other translation. It says here in NASB, Your eyes have seen my unformed substance and in your book were all written the days that were ordained for me when as yet there was not not one of them you see david understood how powerful god is that nothing is impossible in his hand david sees that how the lord written his life wrote a story about his life he was once a shepherd and never in his mind that he would become a king. But because the Lord formed him, created him, made him, and God's even even before he, he came out from his mother's womb, he saw what will what is the potential. He saw how the God already ordained that he will be the king of Israel. That's what he's saying. In the pulpit commentary, what it meant is that my life was planned out by God. And settled before I began to be. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, for which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. To illustrate this, last time when I was working in Simotomo, I have an opportunity to implement a particular software which called Rebit. This repeat is the purpose of this software. Before they begin the construction, what they will do, the, the, the engineer, the architect, the drafter, or the repeat guys would um, draw a 3D model of the structure. 
they would place they would put the the details how the wall would lay out what what's the texture what are the um the texture and so on all the details will be there even before you know the the, the construction engineer even before they see the whole building they already see it because they saw the design in Revit. The same thing in all of us. God is powerful. Nothing is impossible to Him. In, our, in His mighty hand, He's working behind the scene. He knows, He created us, He knows, and He's ordaining our life. We just need to abide to His will. Some of us might be worried what will happen next? Let's say this COVID-19 continue on. Will I stay? Will I lose my job? Will my plan or my desire to be my with my husband or my family will happen? Because all the lockdown, I don't know. You know, there's so much question that we have. But in spite of all these things, remember that God has the blueprint of our life. Yes, we have plan A plan B and plan C. If all those plans of our life, plan A, B and C that we have made, let us be assured that God has already planned, have already have a plan for our life. He made us and have ordained our life. He's writing a story of our life. As a summary, God is omniscient. Therefore, I'm secure because He knows me. God is omnipresent. I am secure because He's with me. Because God is omnipotent. I am secured because He formed me and He had plans for my life. Before I end this, I would like to encourage all of us in a simple um, uh, action. children. Just a way to remember, uh, to, to, to remind us each time we are going to tough time and we, we are losing faith, remember this action. Remember it. Follow up like this. I've, I am secured because God knows me. God is with me. And God for me. God for me. Sabi ko kay Ewoks ganito na lang ayaw niya. God is with me. So gawin natin to. Kung may katabi ka, kung ikaw lang mag-isa sa kwarto, tuduhin mo na. I am secured because He knows me. He's with me. And He formed me. What a truth that we can hold on. To close this, I would like to look at, look at the last few verses of this chapter. Indistinctly, he and David ended it with a prayer. Verse 23 and 24, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there are any grievous way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. Why would he end it this way? And I propose a few things. And I, I, I believe the reason why David ended it, this chapter this way is this. Because David is fully aware that without God is nothing, that he, he knows. David is aware that he is weak and frail. He knows that God is unchanging and he always fluctuates and change. That man change. Because of our, our nature of change, we always change. 
sometimes we fail to see who God truly is in our life. We fail to see and remember that He's all-knowing. We fail to see that He's always there with us. We fail to see that He's all-powerful. At times, because of our of our us being always changing, at times we are full of pride, thinking that we are secure in our own. You know, when David would pray this, he said, "Lord, search me." Show it to me, because my desire is to walk in your way. Lead me in the way on everlasting. You know, one thing I notice here, like I was discussing with some of my, one of a few friends of mine, and in, in the chat, this, my, one of brothers said, he shared a particular quote that struck me. He said, it's not by our grip, but it is who is holding us firmly, how you hold us by being with us. You know, our security is not how strong or how tight we hold on God. Our true security is that He is holding us. So to conclude, I would like to go back to the first quiz that I gave. I am secured because, and I pray as, all pray that you will, we will always remember this, that we are secured, that I am secure because God holds my life forever. Our security is in Him. We are secured because He knows us. We are secured because He is with us. We are secured because He formed us and He has planned for our life. Right now, I would like for us to reflect and meditate on God's Word and as the song is being played and as you listen and sing, let's take time to meditate. Remember, God knows you. God knows what you're going through. Just look upon Him because it's in Him that we find our security. Let's just listen to this song.
Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for your word today, reminding us, Lord, that our security can never be found, Lord, in this world, but our security is found in you. We are secured because you know us, every detail of our lives. You know, Lord, when we rise, when we sleep. You know, Lord, when we are struggling or when we are having anxiety. You know, Lord, when we are falling away. You know, Lord, every struggle that we are facing. Lord, remind us that you are a God who's all-knowing. At the same time, Lord, we know that as we journey, Lord, that your presence is always with us and that we are secure also because you have created us and formed us and you have great plans for our life. Lord, in the midst of this pandemic we are facing, may we always find our security in you, knowing that you hold us forever. Salamat Panginoon. Let's just receive the benediction. Now may the God of peace himself sanctifies you completely. And may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. Lord, salamat, Lord, that we have this time gathered, even though virtually we are in one spirit, desire from you. Lord, we ask for your protection as we face this brand new week. We remember, Lord, that, um, that you are always with us. Empower us with your spirit, Lord, and your word, Lord. May it be alive each day as we feast on your word. Lord, we pray for our family back home, Filipinas, kung saan po ang aming friends, ko iba pong lugar. I pray, Lord, for your protection. And we also ask for your mercy, especially this COVID-19. May you just um, have your way. Give wisdom to be upon our government, upon our doctors, Lord. Lord, give us patience as we work in our home. Give us strength to continue on. Salamat, Panginoon, for you are with us that you know all things, that you're, you are great and powerful. So we give you all glory and honor. We thank you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Brothers and sisters, thank you for joining us in our Sunday worship service. I would like to invite you to join us in our Wednesday prayer gathering at 9 p.m. at our FB page, our TLWF FB page, and also um, Join us next week as we gather together to, wor to worship Him and study His Word. Thank you for joining us and God bless everyone. Keep safe and, and see you soon. God bless.